0: Welcome, 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 everybody, to the 21st episode of Don't Be Broke, Be Woke. I'm your host, Adrian Solomon. I know I dropped an episode yesterday. I promised I would drop two episodes. Yesterday's episode was a bonus episode. wanted to drop it on the feed so that we can discuss some of the things that happened last week. I'm back with a regular and I put regular in quotation, not because yesterday was not a regular episode, but today's more back to your regular schedule programming. So that's what we're going to do back to back episodes from yesterday and today. So, um, today we'll get back to kind of back to the basics. So have a very new topic, a topic that I've never really addressed. But as I, as I've been helping some folks, specifically folks who have kids or were preparing to have kids discussions and questions about. You know, what's the best account to invest in for college, for kids growing up, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's really gone into like having a 529 plan and a custodial brokerage account for your kids as they're growing up and figuring out what the best option is. Should it be one over the other? Should it be both? What are the differences, et cetera? So that's kind of the plan for today is we're going to kind of walk through that process for those who have kids or plan to have kids. You can have an understanding of what you think what's actually the best option. So my kids are a little bit older. Well, my daughter's older. I did not have a 529, or at least when I did, I basically didn't put enough money for her there. My boys have a custodial account for them. And I'll explain why as we get to the end of the episode more so as to why they have a custodial account over a 529 plan. But, you know, parents and guardians kind of have two ways of investing for their children future. So you can either do a 529 account or a custodial brokerage account. And while both allow you to invest funds on behalf of your kid, that's about where the similarities end. Let's talk about how a 529 works. The primary benefit of a 529 account is that they often offer tax advantages when used for your child's educational expenses. So most 529 accounts are run by states or government agencies or sometimes schools. And they typically come in two forms, two primary forms. It's either a prepaid tuition plan or college savings plan. The prepaid tuition plans essentially allow you to prepay your kid's future tuition at today's prices. So you essence you can actually lock in a semester or two of today's tuition in a prepaid tuition plan. They're primarily intended for in-state families whose children will be attending a state or college or university within that state. I think there are only a few states that currently offer these plans to new enrollees, so definitely make sure you check on that when you're actually going into which states potentially offer these type of like prepaid. Most require that you and your child be a resident of that state, as I just mentioned. And what they'll do is allow you to buy credits or prepaid a tuition for that school or that kind of college or university. The one thing that I personally don't like is that the money may not be eligible for room and board expenses and may not go as far if your children or child choose not to attend a participating institution. So this is to say that. You know, you can have money in a prepaid tuition plan, but there are like some schools or whatever that may not even participate in the program. There are certain things that you have to definitely make sure that you're reading into that to kind of understand like how that prepaid tuition works. Personally, not a fan. You know, if I could prepay it, what's the point of me doing this crap besides the fact that I can actually invest it? But, you know, to get to the second part of the 529, The college savings plan, on the other hand, allow you to invest the money for any higher institution in any state. So it is way more flexible than the prepaid one. In fact, you can actually invest money for any kind of educational expense your child may incur. So while people traditionally associate that with a college or university costs, they actually can also be used to fund if you're going to a trade school. Or even to finance private, public or religious elementary, middle or high school tuitions, depending on like, you know, if you're going to a private school or certain things like that. Again, definitely make sure you read the specifics requirement and who and, wh- and how do you qualify and how those money can be used for. I say that because let's say you have a newborn and you start investing into a 529 for the college saving plan and you know that you're going to get to a point, let's say, You're going to a specific school, then that money that you're basically saving could help. So let's just say you hit it big and you want to start sending your kids to private school. Once they hit high school, and that private school, obviously, there's a tuition involved. Unlike public schools, you can actually use that money to go there. So that's kind of another advantage. Because the money is invested, 529 funds have the opportunity to benefit from the wealth generating potential of the stock market, which is to say, because you're putting money in there, and that money is actually growing, you actually can have a lot of money in there over time that can be used as generational wealth because that money can be passed on from other siblings, from family members, etc. So it really means that you may be able to contribute less. So if you think of it this way, when you're saving, let's say you're putting money in a savings account and you know it's gonna cost you, I'm gonna use a dumb number here, but you know it's gonna cost you a hundred thousand dollars for your kid's education, and you know, okay, I have to put $10,000 a year, for example, for 10 years to amass that amount of money. Well, if that money is actually sitting in an account growing with the stock market with compound interest, you may achieve that goal a lot sooner than what you had assumed because that money is growing with the stock market, right? So obviously, it comes with a level of risk because obviously, you're putting the money in the stock market, but historically, as I've said many times on this podcast, the market's always recovered from any downturn and will continue to grow. So anytime you're investing, it should be for the long term. If you're investing in the short term, you need to be aware of the risk involved with that, meaning you may lose all some or all money, depending on how quick you're trying to take that money out. You should never use the stock market as a way to say, Let me make some money quick on this. It should never be that way, even on a 529 fund, which we'll invest for you in in a stock market. The next question is, are there any tax benefits to a 529 plan? Well, when used for educational purposes, the 529 accounts function a lot like a Roth IRA. And I know we haven't really discussed the Roth IRA and it is on my path to discussion next, but- if you're a parent or guardian, you'll be able to contribute money into the 529 for your child, and any investment grows tax-free. As long as your child uses those funds for educational purposes, they'll never have to pay any taxes on them. Right, so that's a huge benefit. So if you know your kid's going to go to college or whatever, and clearly that's why you want to put that money in there, and that money has grown from thirty thousand dollars that you've put into like seventy thousand the appreciation of that money grows tax-free. So in addition to the the tax-free growth, certain states may even also let the parents deduct contributions from their taxes. Again, when you think about this, anything with tax and how that works, you should always consult CPA to understand how that benefits you, if indeed it does, right? So the one kind of piece, the, the warning sign here is 529 funds used for non-educational expenses, may be subject to income taxes. In other words, you'd pay tax for it if you're not using it for school and you're paying a 10% penalty on that withdrawal. So it's just something to actually think about when it comes to 529 accounts and for use for educational purposes. So let's go into how custodial accounts work. So custodial brokerage accounts, unlike 529 plans, are generally offered by financial companies investment brokerages and come with comparatively few limitations. Now, it says few limitations more so because of how you can actually invest your money in there. And we'll talk about that. Before your kid turns 18 or 21, depending on your state of residence, you actually can even use the funds for any purpose that benefits your child's like clothes for school. So a custodial brokerage account is a little bit more flexible. You know, once your kid reaches the state's age of majority, they can use the money in their custodial account for any purpose of their choosing without penalty. So this means the fund held in the custodial brokerage account offers more flexibility than it would if it's in a 529 account. So that's a piece that you need to understand for yourself right now. What is it that that money is going to be used for? Is it specifically and strictly for college? Great. Is it an account that you want to eventually have your child, once they reach a certain age of majority, 18 or 21, depending on the state, that they can take that money and do as they please, either buy an apartment, asset, right? Not a liability, not buying a car with it, maybe take it and invest it, put it in an an IRA, in a Roth IRA, for example. Can't do that with the 529. So what's the benefit of a custodial brokerage account? Well, 529 plans generally offer a relatively limited range of investment options, and typically it's more like a target date fund, which I've talked about when I talked about 401ks, which is really a mutual fund created to automatically shift your portfolio mix as you age. So aggressive initially, and then after that, a little bit less aggressive as you get a little bit older, or they have these pre-designed portfolio mixes based on risk level that you can choose from. Boring, super boring and not really what you want. Custodial brokerage accounts function more like your own allowing for kind of like a huge broader offering, like you can invest in kind of stocks, ETFs, mutual funds, or pre-design options like you'd find in 529 plans. So more options to invest your money in that custodial brokerage account to maximize the amount of money that grows in it. Not to say that you can't get that money to grow in a 529, but it's a lot less how it grows in a 529, not less, less options to find places to grow that money in a 529 compared to a custodial brokerage account. So just like a 529, are there any tax benefits to a custodial brokerage account? Well, unlike 529, custodial brokerage accounts don't explicitly come with any tax benefits or advantages. Now, that's on the surface, your CPA, accountant, whomever, can always discuss these specific nuances with you. So any realized growth or dividend may be subject to income taxes. That's something to keep in mind. Because these accounts are legally your child's, though, they may differ, they may offer some tax benefits. So let's bring that back. So difference between 529 and custodial brokerage account, the custodial account technically moves over to, you know, technically you own that until your child is of age, 18 or 21, then it's theirs. And so because of that, they may not have the income if they decide to remove that money to pay the taxes that let's say you would as someone who may be making more money than your child is, right? So that's something to keep in mind. So typically they ask, like, who can contribute to a custodial brokerage account or a 529 plan? Well, parents, guardians can do it, but they're not the only people who can invest for their children's future. Friends and family can both contribute to either the custodial brokerage account and the 529 plan. So there aren't really any restrictions there. So let's kind of weigh the pros and the cons, right? So if you're a parent and you have to choose between a 529 plan, and a custodial brokerage account for college savings, you have to consider the pros and the cons of each plan, your own financial situation, and your children when deciding which to use. So a 529 plan can offer you considerable tax benefit, but the use of the money is highly restricted. If a child choose not to go to college, for example, a parent would have to transfer the money to a relative or pay significant penalties. So the idea here, obviously, in relations to the generational wealth part is that the money grows. But what happens is if your kid decides not to go to college, unless you force them at gunpoint, decide not to go, you either pull the money out and pay massive penalties and taxes. Well, massive penalties if you're not using it for that. Or, you know, you have to transfer it to some kind of other family member or whatnot. So like. That sucks, right? Custodial accounts do not have the same usage restriction. Makes them, like I mentioned, they're more flexible, but they also lack the tax benefit of 529. So now funds in the custodial account are also the property of the child. So once the children reach that adulthood age, they can use the money however they want. And so this comes back to like my situation, for example. So my daughter was already kind of grown and so forth. So I paid for school for the boys' perspective. My wife and I have discussed this and we're like, look, 529 is not going to be the way. Not because I do not want my kids going to college. That's because it is an open question as to will they, when would they, and is that the best decision based on what they'd want to do? At the end of the day, do I want my kids to go to college? I sure do. Do I want them to basically go to college and not know what they want to do? No. And a lot of times that's the case, specifically these days. And so we made the decision in our situation to basically put money in a custodial account that once the kids reach a certain age, based on everything that we've thought of money-wise, they can use that money to do what they want to help them continue to grow as people from a financial perspective. They don't have to rely on certain things. So that's the decision that we've made. Every parent family situation will be very different and honestly, whatever works best. In addition, you may decide to do both, which is legitimately fair too. If you have the income to do so, you can say, I want to have money for college and I want to have a custodial brokerage account, one where they can actually start having a brokerage account that they can start learning to invest in. And eventually- When they reach of age, that money can be transferred, that account can be transferred to them and they can start managing it as they please. But I also want you to take your booty to college because I've put money aside and you're going to go to college. So you can do both, right? That is the freedom of this is that you get to choose what not only works for you, but also what you think is best for your kids, right? So I look at this as options, options available for each one of us as parents or family members who want to help others within our families. This is not only something that if you have kids, you need to do. If you have the means and you can help another family member by setting up an account for your nephew or your niece or for a cousin, that is perfectly acceptable. But it is out there. Just make sure you understand what you're doing, how you're doing it, what's better, what's beneficial, and you go about doing that. So that's really... The conversation for today, it's really having a discussion about what these accounts are, what are the benefits or cons potentially, you know, what works best for each one of us and which one should you open up. The good thing about Fidelity, Schwab, TD Ameritrade, E-Trade, Merrill Lynch, most of these big brokerages offer all of this 529s and custodial accounts. So, You can always go to that. If you want to have one platform where you're managing everything, including your kids accounts, you can actually go ahead and do that. So hope today's conversation was informational for those who had questions. You know, most of those were answered. If you have more questions, feel free to ask. Always make sure that you're looking at stuff online or reading stuff or asking professionals that can really help you get the best decision. But folks, remember everything you need to be successful financially is out there. It's just a matter of, do you know where to look? Do you understand? And will you act once you do? Remember, always be woke. Don't be broke. And we'll talk next time.